great thrill for me, Heels, now to have our 1980 Formula One world champion, one of the, the true heroes of Australian sport, Alan Jones. Alan, a very good morning to you, and thanks for giving us some time this morning. Not a problem, mate. How are you? Yeah, great, great. We haven't seen each other for ages, but it's always lovely to a chat. Long time. Hey, this Vegas event, the more you read about it, the bigger that it seems to be. Liberty Media, who own F1 now, they're saying this is a $700 million spend on new pits, paddock zones, etc., an extravagant opening ceremony. They're trying to make this a big showpiece, aren't they? Well, they certainly are, but you know the Americans. I'm surprised they haven't <laughs> called it a $7 trillion event. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, look, I don't know. I, the jury's out for me. It's either going to be absolutely fantastic or it's going to be a complete bloody disaster. Yeah, I mean... You won there in in 81, and that was like literally through the car park of Caesars Palace, wasn't it? Well, Paddy, it sort of wasn't. I mean, it was a huge block of land that was next to Caesars Palace, but of course it always sounded more exciting to call it a car park. (laughs) (laughs) What are are your memories of of how the Americans embraced the sport? (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, we confused them by turning corners for a start. (laughs) Um, they're, they're, they're just sort of used to going around in circles uh, and they're normally all blind by about lap 10. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think um, we used to get some interesting questions like, how do you think your car would go at Indy? Because, you know, everything was based on Indy. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you think you'd go there and blah, blah, blah. But I think they're getting more and more sort of educated thanks to um, Drive to Survive, which yeah. I can honestly say I have not seen one single episode. But, um, you know, it's certainly bringing people into the sport that would previously not have had a clue. Mm. In the, in the Vegas Strip, Alan, uh, where where are the pits? Are they in the back back block part of it, or are they on the on the main strip of Vegas? No, they're t- towards the back a little bit. But you know, it's it's going to be quite a fast circuit. There's not all that many corners. No. Um, you know, there's some hell of a long straights. So I think cars that go, obviously it's silly to say quick in a straight line because they all go bloody quick in a straight line. Mm. But, um, you know, I think it might favour the Williams and, and some. we might see some dark horses come out of this. Yeah, okay. right. Hey, how exciting is it right at the moment for Australia? Ricardo's back with his backside in a, in a, in a seat and, and Oscar Piastri, of course, the, the raps on him are enormous. Look, it's fabulous, isn't it? Because, I mean, no matter what sport it is, if there's a Aussie or two in it, it's, you're always going to take that little bit extra, you know, notice of it. And to have two of them in there is fantastic. Yeah, have you got a a really good picture in your mind of what it was like when you started, or when your dad won the '59 Grand Prix in Australia, compared to this really high end product that is now Formula One? Well, heels, that picture is black and white. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long ago it was. But, you know, I mean, things have changed unbelievably. You know, obviously now, you know, they've got their own makeup artists and whatever, and that's when they're driving the car. (laughs) Um, So your story is remarkable. I mean, you went to Europe basically... And, and this here we are talking about something where they've spent seven hundred million on one event. (laughs) You went with 75 quid in your pocket, didn't you, and a dream? Correct. Yeah, I jumped on the plane and lived in a basement apartment in Earl's Court um, and then, you know, worked at Selfridges uh, selling uh, fireworks. Yeah. Um, you know, we just sort of 
you know, did what we could to get a few bob in and um, then went around the continent, you know, in the old Dormobile, jeans and desert boots, going to as many races as we could just to have a look. And then when we got back to England, concentrated on basically trying to get my bum in a car. Yes, and then you found yourself back in Australia before you went back to England, having you, – you've had to finance your whole season. Did, did you sell a car? What what car was that? I um I actually bought and sold a few cars because my father was a Holden dealer in Essendon, so you know, I sort of grew up in the motor trade. But uh, my best friend at the time, Brian McGuire, who was sadly killed at Bransatch, um, we were buying and selling – Dormobiles and little minivans to poor unsuspecting and New Zealand and Australian tourists. <laughs> um, and, you know, we'd literally buy one and put the hose over it and drive it down to Wells Court with a four sale sign on it. And, you know, that's how we survived. And that's how we earned some money to buy our first racing car over there. It's a it's a wonderful story, and and then the world championship year, it, it was it was bitterly contested, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it was, mate, but, you know, they uh, they probably all are, with all yeah. due respect. I mean, I know that Hamilton, um, um, Verstappen. Verstappen, is making it look very easy, but, I mean, the guy is bloody brilliant. He's um, he's just the class of the field. But if you look behind him, it's still very competitive. There's yeah. still, you know, a lot of racing going on. Um, you know, there's always some bugger there to spoil your party, but, you know, to get into Formula One is probably very hard in its own right. And once you're there, I mean, if you look at it, you know, there's probably, what, 23, 24 drivers, and you look at the amount of young blokes around the world that will want to get into Formula One, it's it's a hard gig. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your assessment of, of Piastri? I mean, are you in as enamoured as uh, the rest of some of these pundits are? Yeah, I am. I mean, uh, every now and again, somebody comes along who who shows extraordinary talent and um, no matter what they put their bum in, Formula 2, Formula 3, they win and he's done that. And if you look through the greats or the people that have become multiple world champions, that's exactly what they did and he's going down that path. He is an enormous talent, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, you know, would your advice, and you can't sort of advise this and you can't do it probably easily, would it be to stay with McLaren? What 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 is quirky about that car these days? Oh no, I think they're coming good. Um, he'll he'll do he'll do, he'll do the opposite to Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, Daniel had this knack of leaving a team as it was coming good and going to a team when it was going bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I think he's better off staying with McLaren because Zach Brown, who's the boss of McLaren, is a real enthusiast, and I know he's a hundred percent behind him. Um, so he'll, you know, treat him like a silkworm and as a driver, that's what you need. Uh, so my advice to him would be, and I reckon they'll come really strong next year. Um, my advice would be to stick with McLaren. In fact, in all honesty, he probably hasn't got any choice at the yeah. moment because yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't know who he'd go to because all the other teams are pretty well sorted, sorted themselves out. Yeah. And I said, Christian Horner in the, the last few days has made it pretty clear that Perez is going to stay with Red Bull and, and Ricardo will be with AlphaTauri for next year. So we're still going to have two, two Aussies there. Hey, how's life for you these days? Mate, I can't complain. I'm on the right side of the grass. All my limbs are pointing in the right direction. So, um, 
you know, not too bad. Are they not too swollen? You know, your knees or ankles, anything? anything A little good? bit around the ankles, mate, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, Haley can advise you on that. He's, he's broken just about every one of them over the years, mate. <laughs> hey, Al, you were the Very first. Very dangerous sport, that cricket. <laughs> yeah. You were the first Williams world champion, I think. And what do you like about Williams getting around Vegas? Oh, uh, well, in all honesty, probably not much. Um, it's, you know, they've, they're, they're not enjoying a good situation at the moment. I mean, ever since, I mean, Frank used to run an unbelievable shite, a tight ship and then Claire took over his daughter and it sort of started to go downhill a bit. I'm not blaming her for that. But, um, you know, they just really aren't with it at the moment. They've got a good engine. You know, they've got as good an engine as anybody. Uh, but they're just not. But I think they might go good at Vegas because the cars, cars pretty quick in a straight line, and there's a lot mm. of lot of straights there. Are, are you still a voracious watcher? I mean, do, do you sit down and watch all the F1? Do you watch the supercars? I do, mate. Yes, yeah, still. I mean, it's a very hard bug to get rid of if you've grown up with it and you've earned most of your money with it. It's it's very hard just to sort of go cold turkey. Um, but I, I'm a real bloody money fan lately. I just love that. Yeah. Yeah, what, um, what was that? You just cut out there, Alan. A, a real. What I fan? love MotoGP. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I think the racing super close. You never know who's going to win until about the second last corner, or, or in some instances the last corner. Uh, and we've got an Aussie in that with Jack Miller. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a real sort of a MotoGP fan. Oh, I've never noticed that in the day that their legs come off as much as they do. Is that a new thing? Are they really pushing it? further than they ever did? Well, I mean, the, the bikes, if anything, I believe are getting a little bit too technical. I mean, they're relying too much on, you know, traction control and um, ride height, adjust, electrically adjusted ride height and all that nonsense. I, I think, like, as in cars, they should take a lot of that off and leave it more up to the driver's, um, you know, talent. You know, when you're getting $45, 50000000 million a year, you'd like to be able to think you know how to put the clutch in and drive it. Um, but... Uh, you know, now that's getting all sort of a bit too technical. But still, the racing is very good in MotoGP. Yeah. Good stuff. Hey, we've run out of time. Wonderful to chat to you. Okay, Mabel, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, thank you. Lot, you Al. too. Our Enjoy Formula Vegas, One. Mate. Uh, 1980 Formula One world champ. What a legend.